Troy, now tell me straight. <laughs> yeah. Are you a fucking replicant or not? Uh, I don't fucking know. All right. Well, maybe you, you always have been. You just never knew. Oh, my God. Are you hunting me? Are you? Am I hunting you? Talking... Are you talking Hunting to me? me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? This Are is you... a test to see if you're a replicant. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, hey, welcome back to the Review Review Podcast. We are diving in to a part two. A part review. two of a twofer we did. That's right. We covered Blade Runner last week, and now we're going to give you the second part of that review mm-hmm. with our review of Blade Runner 2049. Of yeah. course, with PK joining us. That's right. Doing it in tandem with our Shining Doctor Sleep reviews. Yes. Where the originals and sequels come out years apart. Yeah. And uh, this is this is going to be one where he talks more about his phone. <laughs> it's not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. I, I'm looking back on it. I remembered him talking about it a lot more than he does in this. There's like one... Long stretch where he talks about his phone. <laughs> so if you are uh, at all interested about a phone that came out in 2017, <laughs> this is the show, this is the for, show you. for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you happen to like what he says, uh, hit him up at PKP Films on Twitter. There you go. Or if you just want to talk shit about him, do it there as well. But, uh, I don't know, one of the more interesting discussions we got in, into in this was, uh, we start talking about, like, entertainment based on alternative mediums mm-hmm. at the end, because I start talking about, like, those YouTube shorts based on 2049. Oh, yeah. And we, we kind of go around the table on that, and, uh, I don't know, it seems, like, kind of interesting l- listening back on this based on, like... Watchmen coming out, uh-huh. like it feels like, uh, I don't know, it feels more relevant now than it did back then. Okay. So it's kind of an in- interesting discussion we have at the end of this. I might have to check that out because I don't remember yeah. that at all. Yeah. I think you you definitely come out and say like, that will never work. <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> Old Troy with, the, with his pulse on the, uh, yeah, his finger for... on the pulse of, of, of entertainment. <laughs> well, I by that point though, like they've been trying to do a Watchmen show for like fifty years, right? And yeah. it's never been able to work. <laughs> so I'm like, they're never gonna fucking make that. And they did, and it was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just I think it, it's a it's a pretty interesting uh interesting listen. Not not just on twenty forty nine itself, but just like the discussion we have at the end. Right on. So give it a give it a listen. Give it a go. Yeah. It's definitely Longer than our last one. I think last, like our our review last time was like forty nine minutes, and this one is probably going to come closer to like an hour and a half. My God, yeah, yeah. we get way more, uh, way more talkative in this one. Pretty good. So uh, I'm excited to go back and listen to it. You should be excited to go back and listen to this. Yeah, retro review <laughs> for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So check it out, right now. 2049, let me give you some stats can up I, top. Can give I us some start stats. this off by cracking open a cold one with my boys? Yep. Oh, oh yeah. Go, That's a hot hams. 
Also, uh, why don't you silence that uh, phone? I guarantee you that's being picked up on. Yeah, sorry, it is I... definitely getting picked <laughs> up. Sorry, notifications. <laughs> work emails. Yeah. I'm sorry. We I'm listened enough to the unpackaging of it. We don't need to listen to it actually processing. <laughs> I just wanted to say, so far, this uh, LG uh, V30 has actually been pretty good. And uh, I'm just setting it up right now. Uh, is that a Nexus? It is... <laughs> It is the Nexus of LG. The Nexus. It's a Nexus 8. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Nexus 8, Blade Runner 2049 came out uh, the 10th of October 2017. Uh, had a production of $150 million budget. Domestically, so far, as of... Uh, wait a minute, it didn't come out the 10th. Today's... Today is the tenth. What today is today? The, what year are we in? What is this day? It's, are uh, we in Blade 11? Runner right now? It's the tenth, eleventh. Yeah, eleventh. Okay, yeah. all the stats I have are up through the tenth. Sorry, didn't come out the tenth. Came out last weekend. Um, domestically, so far, uh, through the tenth, it's made forty point seven million dollars. Lower than they were expecting, is what I heard. Mm-hmm. A te- like yes, by a lot yeah <laughs> uh worldwide so far it's made 90 million dollars rotten tomatoes has it at an 88 percent uh imdb has it at an 8.6 out of 10 and common sense media those family friendly jokers dastardly bastards have it at the same thing as the original at uh four stars 16 plus i'm guessing the 16 plus is their rating their, the age, what they yeah. deem it appropriate to watch. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're yes. like the Christian one, right? They are the Christian one, yes. Jesus. Uh, which I'm surprised they gave it, like, such a high rating. You know what I mean? Yeah, well. They're, yeah. like, creating life and stuff like that. Wouldn't they think that'd be, like, bad? <laughs> God anyway. hates this! <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, this was met with, like, a very lackluster opening weekend they were yeah. expecting like 50 to 60 million dollar opening weekend and yeah. it only had a 30 i think oh man now i don't know like 35 something like that million dollar opening weekend mm. so about just a little over half of what they expected yeah just a lot of people didn't really go to the movies this yeah. past weekend because it, it got number one it yeah just but no one really wanted but it was to go going out. against what like stuff Grown that's been three? out now. Yeah, <laughs> it was stuff that's been out for a couple weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I I don't know, I uh, I from the marketing campaign, I thought more people would go see it, but then again, if it's yeah, like anything like the original there. run or the original movie, like nobody went to go see that either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I guess. In 30 years, people will like this. Yeah, I was going to say, this, <laughs> yeah. like see this. This will get a cult following. Yeah, this, a this $130 million dollar cult following. I feel like this film is part of a different, um, like a, a bigger sect, where in 100 years from now, people are going to be like, oh, Blade Runner was cool. The second was uh, all right. And then the third one was really awesome. And then they're going to be like, man, Obama totally did it really awesome. This. Because there is going to be a blackout and everyone's going to blame Obama for everything, I'm sure. Not to get political. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, thanks a lot. But I, I, that make, like, makes me wonder, though, because like, our like circle of friends... I. 
like are the ones that are into movies and all this kind of like nerdy kind of culture stuff. Oh, yeah. Like they would talk about Blade Runner being like the one of the best things ever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But like that's only in like this kind of circle of friends. Mm-hmm. Whereas okay, like yeah. the general populace would be like, I don't give a shit about Blade Runner. Where's the next Adam Sandler movie? Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, what's the what's the latest movie? <laughs> Where's Grown Ups Two? Yeah. <laughs> They're still talking about Grown Ups Two. And I want to, like, but I would think by now, though, because it's got more of, like, a cult following that 2049 would have done better. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling is is getting up there as, like, a pretty decent yeah, star. Yeah, he's pretty hot right now, especially after his La La Land that yeah. mm-hmm. was pretty well received. Mm-hmm. And Harrison Ford's in it. Yeah. I don't know. And it looks visually impressive. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't get a, a big opening weekend. I have no idea. I think it's just the culture. Right now, everyone's into something else, and it's just yeah. like, right now, it's not hot, but down the line, it's going to be revered as something. Just kind of like how the original mm-hmm. where it was going to yeah. be revered as something amazing. Yeah. No one's driving cars into submarines or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Hulk's not in it. Turning him into yeah. robots and fucking having it's, him beat up Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. It's like, no, uh, <laughs> it's no um, Star Wars or um, Justice League right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can totally Justice see that. Um, right off the bat, uh, Villeneuve, he's got a fucking eye. God damn it. There are shots in this that are just impressive looking. Even, like, not even Mm. being in the city. Just going out in, like, gross desert countryside. You're just like, this looks amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. I was taken aback by how fucking impressive this movie looked. Yeah, I never thought growing maggots would look so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) There's, There's one thing that I have to say about... That on that topic. Yes, very impressive. I loved all the shots. They still cannot, in my opinion, match the the true grit, the the true dirtiness of what it is to be a sci-fi movie in the 80s. When I was watching 2049, I was like, this is is perfect. This is beautiful. But still, just the grittiness and just the dirtiness just did not exist in it and it it did take me a little back i was taken a little bit back by it mm-hmm. it was good but i was like eh, you know maybe the original blade runner had that atmosphere a little uh, a little better i would okay i would say that the original blade runner looked a little more lived in than yeah. this yeah. next one mm-hmm. but i wouldn't say like this looked slick by like a futuristic like uh yeah. like like a fucking uh episode one or some shit like that you know what i mean like yeah super yeah. slick and polished or whatever I'll, I'll say like one of my favorite shots out of both movies is that one where deckard is rolling in on in the first blade runner and you can see those pockets where you can see where uh or is that from the original or from this one it's like a shot where they're rolling in and there's like pockets of you can see where like the nightlife's going on where there's like small mm-hmm envelopes of like neon lights shooting up but it's like all like dark buildings built on top of each other 
that's like this one because there's like mm. a big sweeping shot where everything is so close and built on top of each other. Yeah. You can't mm. even really even see the street below. Yeah. And like, like they do that in kind of in the first one, but like in 2049, it's like, it looks like they built buildings on buildings on buildings it on does. buildings. It does, yeah, That's yeah. That's the whole point, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. it's a lot of, yeah, like, they, they sweep in and they show, like, these rooftops that are just dark and desolate, and then in between are small pockets of neon lights, like, shining through, and then they zoom up from there, and it's enormous, gigantic buildings that are just built on top of that, where I'm like, did, where does the ground even start? Right. <laughs> like, when, uh... Gosling's ship uh, comes into the city and just like kind of drops in and it just keeps dropping and dropping and dropping like they're just just like thick brick yeah. <laughs> of like just built because it looks kind of like like from where his vantage point was kind of small and like claustrophobic and then as it goes down it's like this big massive expansive city yeah that like you can't tell from how high up he is yeah that, like how large what we're dealing with and it just keeps dropping and down 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 mm -hmm. down 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 and like i don't know too much about like blade runner lore but like do only poor people like live on earth at this point is that what it is I, it's a it's yeah. a different it's a different mix of people it's huh. like a lot of people move to the move to the off world, and everyone on Earth is either too poor or are too nostalgic about Earth. Okay. Or have like some specific job that they have on Earth. Okay. That's the other thing that I really liked about Blade Runner was the fact that, of course, you know, with the original and I'm get with the the new one too, the whole money issue with the original, I'm sure tied into this perfectly. They always teased go off world. I mean, you see that in Alien, you see that in Alien, you see that in all the other movies where they're mm -hmm. in space and stuff. This movie um, keyed in on, hey, we're the future, we have hover cars, we're going to space, but we're not going to show you, but we're going to tell you this is the place to be. Yeah. And it, they just honed in on the whole, like, economic thing where, you know, the people on the ground, the poorest people that drive uh, uh, rubber cars still and combustion engines, mm -hmm. I'm sure... Where the the police and I'm sure the rich people have like the hover cars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, that's what I always loved about the Blade Runner series. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, everyone does just seems like they're kind of stuck there, mm -hmm. and like the only people that really have like flying cars are like either the police or just people that are visiting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or even like like it, it, even like that even that's what makes like Tyrell or in this case like the Wallace Industries or whatever seem shady is because. They do all their business on Earth, which almost kind of feels like a new like version of like the Wild West, yeah. where there's so very little law abiding going on there that that's why there are corporations there because they can do all their shady replicant deals on Earth and no one will really bat an eye at it. Yeah, or it's like, who cares? Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's just like America like taking their um, customer service over to India or, mm -hmm. or Mexico or something. Yeah, because it, it's at a cheaper price. Yeah. No one really cares. There. Yeah, because yeah, because Earth is kind of like the new Wild West because that's where yeah. the replicants are going because yep. they don't have to deal with the governments on off world. And when they escape from their fucking slave deals or whatever, they just go to go to Earth and try and hide out. And then they send fucking bounty hunters, a.k.a. Uh, Blade Runners mm -hmm. to go fucking take care of them. Yeah. Yep. 
but a wild west that everyone lived in and then left. Pretty much. So like Detroit, only yeah. worse somehow. <laughs> yeah. It's like the R version of Wally. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Oh boy. Um so JT without spoiling too much of 2049, what what was the plot of 2049? Uh well you follow a replicant played by Ryan Gosling called K? K. Yeah, K. Yeah. They call him K and uh he's pretty much programmed to find the remaining old replicants from before the blackout. Yeah. Because they're the ones that are kind of gone rogue. Right. And uh, upon doing this, he finds something that might question his validity as an actual replicant Mm -hmm. and leads him on an adventure. Yes. From there. Yes. Um. Yeah, and him being a replicant is not a spoiler whatsoever. No, they because they bring right that away. up right away, yep. mm-hmm. which, which would, but it works for the plot. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because you have to know he is in order for like the rest of the story to develop, mm-hmm. which I liked. And well, I'm gonna come out and say right off the bat, I found 2049's plot and story to be much more intriguing oh. than the original Blade Runner. I okay. Spoiling oh, my entire no. review. The the thing about that is like you have to look at the culture. It was so different back when they made yeah, yeah, 1980 yeah. to ni- to 2000 fucking what what are you reading there? <laughs> I'm sorry. This hams this hams is taking me back. We're, we're in 2017. 2017 is so different. We're so two we, you're two years away from the actual Blade Runner. I well I I get why like it was a different time, but that doesn't mean like I I I still feel like this is. I'm not saying right now that I think it's a more well-crafted story. I'm not going to spoil any of that. I'm just thinking, like, it was a more interesting and more plot-filled oh, yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, there was more, yeah, there was sure. more aspects yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, I wish... I kind of wanted to get Molly Pop on here, but she was she had other plans tonight. But uh, she actually read the book that Blade Runner is based off of. Oh, do androids dream of electric sheep? Yeah, mm, and yeah. Uh, when we watched the original Blade Runner, she, I love her to death, but she does that whole thing where it's like, well, the book did this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I do that shit, too, when any we talk about any comic shit, and I would never want to be that guy, but I always am that guy. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, she brought up a bunch of stuff uh, to me after we watched the first Blade Runner where I'm like, I mean, that would have been cool, but they had, like, fucking, they only had, like, two hours to play with. Like, what do you yeah. want from them? And she said, in this, like, she liked because they didn't necessarily dive into the aspects of the of the book, but they had, like, subtle, like, a lot more subtle hints in there where it's, like, it made her appreciate it more because it was just, they just acknowledged that it existed in this universe uh-huh. as opposed to they were stuck on a certain story in the original Blade Runner, where they did not have time to go further into other aspects that were in the book. Right. Mm-hmm. I actually talked to one of my friends, too, at work that said that one of his favorite books is the Philip K. Dick Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. That's it. Yeah. And, like, so he was necessarily not disappointed in when he first saw Blade Runner. Yeah. But he thought, like, just what they did in Blade Runner, the book has expanded on way more. Even though the book, you know, came first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, that that he prefers that. But I, that's the whole other thing. Well, she even told me, like, 
not to spoil for people that haven't read the book that they want to read the book, but That's the like, book's even older. They're 40 years yeah, old no or whatever. Shit. But uh, I guess in the book, uh, Rachel and Pris are the same model, which means that they look the same. And they almost kind of make it ambiguous that Rachel and Pris are not the same, or might be the same person. Which one was Pris? Pris is uh, Daryl Hannah. Oh, okay. So they do a thing where uh, Deckard is very torn about killing Pris because she looks so much like Rachel. Oh, okay. And then they all, they kind of make it seem like maybe Rachel is Pris and is trying to get close to Deckard as that Rachel. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like a thing that's like a thing in the book. Well, shit. Sounds like I need to read a fucking <laughs> book now. Way yeah. to go. Yeah. Uh, but 2049. Get back to 2049. Um. We go on Facebook Live? No, I'm just recording. Testing my phone. Testing the testing, testing the LG Nexus 8. Telling, testing the How's LG. that video quality? <laughs> this is, it actually has a, I don't know if you guys can see this at home right now. <laughs> dual screen, dual camera setup here. We have a uh, number, a first in uh, camera phone technology. 1.8 f-stop. Um, okay. That Fuck means more that. light, uh, more bokeh, and uh, <laughs> more... <laughs> On, a, on the widescreen, uh, the widescreen portion, there's a, a uh, I'm guessing it's a 35 millimeter, and maybe the widescreen is probably maybe a 20 or uh, maybe even a 15 millimeter. Correct me if I'm wrong, viewers at home. Uh, the LG V30, uh, great phone. Check it out. Check out LG. Like life, life's good. What's LG mean? Life's life, good. Life's good. Life's good. <laughs> like good. I've heard uh, good. many life's people say good. other derogatory comments. Sorry for the side note. Um, Get back to the movie. Crack a ham. Crack a ham. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So anyway, I I would. Well, I think I left off saying I liked 2049's story a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Ryan Gosling was perfectly cast. In yeah. This. Mm-hmm. I would say, like this movie dives into a lot more different storylines than the original Blade Runner, and I would say they do a good job of making sure the main characters is the most interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which I appreciated. There's so many ones where I'm like, oh, God, I get off this dude and go back to this other cool person. But no, they actually make it where Ryan Gosling's is the most interesting, where I'm like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to lis- listen to more what he has to say. Yeah. Granted, like, he doesn't really do much more like um he doesn't emote a whole lot like he's yeah. kind of a little bit ro- plays it robotic mm-hmm. but like it completely works yeah for what his story is set up to be and like mm-hmm. his character and everything so when he finally does emote something it's like oh shit man that's yeah pretty pretty sweet and his relationship to his fake girlfriend Oh my god, that was amazing! Mm. Okay, part. yeah, yeah. Let's I'll, just talk about that for yeah. right now. I, I, yeah, that was <laughs> that's one of my uh, favorite storylines throughout. Like, I'll are we gonna just do spoilers? Just or I, I spoiler version. Yeah, we can. I mean, we can talk about his fake girlfriend non-spoiler. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but uh, I, I think her, her storyline through this is a very interesting concept where it almost kind of turns the idea of the movie on its head that I'll get more into into spoilers. Uh-huh. But yeah, I loved the idea of joy, his girlfriend, which right. is like a program made up 
by the Wallace Industries that makes right. replicants. Yeah. It reminded me, like, of Her, the movie Her. Yeah, it did, yeah. yeah. A, Only, a, a like... A shit ton like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's almost exactly like it, except you get yeah. to see, like, like a actually, hologram yeah, You actually it. get to see... <laughs> <laughs> it's not just Dude. Scarlett Johansson talking through a phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, it... Oh, go ahead, Paul. I want to say, I kind of disagree... Oh, with that statement, I'm sorry. <laughs> I is, off the no, go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. I just wanted to say I loved the character, but um, we talked about this earlier tonight. Tonight uh, about female roles. I feel like her character was not to you know hate on uh, holograms or <laughs> whatever her character was at the time. Extremely transparent, and I feel like <laughs> she could have had more dynamic in terms of what she was what she developed and what she ended up being at the end of the film and i feel like she was just super underutilized in the movie okay in terms of like oh go ahead i'll let you finish your thought in terms of like plot development in terms of what she was in supporting the character that she supported ryan gosling's character and in terms of like at the at the crisis point at the end point where you know, something happened to her and it, 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 you know, propelled the story. I feel like it could have been way more powerful in that term. But that's just my view on that. All right. I I feel like she was in the movie just as much as she needed to be. Okay. And I, when it comes to, like, a final twist of her character at the end, I was like, oh, shit. It's like some Black Mirror type shit. <laughs> and I was like... yeah. I was like, that works completely because she, you like you, because you know. Well, I don't know how correct that statement I would be, and I don't know how spoiler <laughs> it would be for me to just blurt out what I was gonna well, say. I'll, I'll say, in, in terms of what Joy is or what what she what she is in general, I thought it was portrayed really well, and even with what it drives Ryan Gosling to do or Kay, the character. Mm-hmm. And I think well, getting into it more when we get into spoilers, I think it was perfect for what it was and it uh developed another thing that they can exam that you can examine through the Blade Runner series just based off of what she is to him. Hey, I'm all I'm always open for all alternate, you know, thought process. I'm not I'm not strict in my own thinking, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why don't hey. you open your you, goddamn you, mind? You Paul. you already <laughs> opened me to the in the first movie, Edward J. Momos's character. Have we yeah. talked about his uh, return in the movie yet? Or? No, not yet. Well, spoilers, Jesus. Christ. <laughs> A good spoiler that many Battlestar Galactica it is pretty fans cl- are yeah. love. It is pretty yeah. It is pretty close to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah he does. Yeah, he does come back. But nah. yeah, Ages no. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> not very <laughs> well. No, 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 not the, he, not he looks well. He looks healthy. Yeah. Somewhat. Uh, I from I watching... unfortunately remember him from the fucking season of Dexter that he was in that was fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I went from seeing him 30 years previous, just hours before I watched 2049. I'm like, like, he aged a lot. He got fat off his pension. (laughs) Someone just inject him with 30 pounds of pudding. (laughs) (laughs) 
that he, uh, he did not he did not wear that bow tie well. No, he end. tried so hard. He was yeah. like, "This is the only way they'll know me if, if I yeah. put this fucking bow tie exactly. on." Exactly. When I saw that scene, I was like, "The only reason why he's wearing that bow tie is because they don't. The they would not connection. know it's him otherwise." Yeah. And then it's like, well, I got to really solidify it by putting this fucking bowl or whatever. Yeah, this it was. goddamn origami bowl down. Yeah, right. But anyways, we were continuing on. Um, yeah. we're, I don't even know where we left off, what we were talking uh, about. We were talking about uh, Joy. Joy. The Joy. fake girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to more of that in spoilers. Yeah. So we'll more of that in um, I was a big fan, even though I thought it was a bit overacted by Jared Leto, but the way that the Wallace character turns out, I was kind of fascinated by him a little bit. The fact yeah. that he was, mm-hmm. he was blind... But then he still had these things where he could kind of uh, examine the environment around him. But then when it came to, like, being personal, like, he would turn all that shit off. Right. Like, he seemed, like, really... He was, like, a really, like, in-your-face character, even though he did not even know where your face was in the room. Yeah. I wanted to go into this just hating Jared Leto, because, like, I'm on a... Fucking, I hate Jared Leto kick Oh, right yeah. Now. Every time I bring up Jared Leto news, you just sigh. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I actually really, en- I not really enjoyed him in the movie, but I thought yeah. he did a pretty good job, and I was intrigued by yeah. what he was doing. I, I will admit, when I saw, like, the short film of his, I was like, this is a weird character. <laughs> Yeah. But, like, when they get more into him in the movie and they show him, like, doing, like, this shit that he's doing, like, just talking to people or, like, with these weird androids that he has around him, mm-hmm. like, I was like, you're, you're fascinating. I want to know more about you. Yeah. So, I don't necessarily want to see more of you. Yeah, I want to, I want to <laughs> know more about you. Because yeah. I feel like him, him and uh, Tyrell from, like, the first movie have different parallels on how to deal with replicants. Yeah. And I think it's fascinating how he's making it work as opposed to how Tyrell tried to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Jared Leto's character has a huge God complex. Enormous God complex. <laughs> it's visible he, from space. God I, I, I feel like him and Tyrell both have a God complex, but... Uh, the uh, Jared Leto's character picked out the things from God that make him work, as opposed to Tyrell, which I'll go more into in spoilers. Okay. Uh, I had a question. In the shorts, was the Jared Leto, Jared Leto short live action or was it animated? It was live action. Okay, cool. The 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 last two were live action. The only one that's animated is like the first one, like the twenty twenty two one, the right, long cool. one. Yep. Um. Well, speaking of the shorts, Dave Batista, mm-hmm. solid Batista. in this. Yeah, he, this is probably one of his best performances I've ever seen him in. Yeah, mm. and he's like in it just for a short amount of time, but yeah. he had me sold. I really liked him in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like even just like I, I love how this movie dives into different aspects of this world, mm-hmm. like where Blade Runner was very, like very uh, horse blinders on. Uh, Deckard's story, yeah, and like the things that surrounded it, like this did not waver from. Let's see what this does. Let's see what this does. Right. Let's like they go to like uh, Batista's fucking protein farm where he's growing maggots, yeah, 
which is like would be a thing because there's no fucking animals yep. right <laughs> yep yeah and oh and to add on to that there's like a line i don't remember who says it now later on in the movie where somebody says they've never seen a tree before Oh, uh, fucking, uh, I'm the captain now. Yeah, yeah. The guy who was analyzing the, the wooden uh, horse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, real she. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit, that's, that's, in, like, insane. Like, I never even, like, really put that together, like, how desolate Earth is. Yeah. That, like, somebody would have never even seen yeah. a real-life tree before. Well, no, yeah, they even, uh, even, uh, like, that's, Molly Pop loved that, too, because I guess in the book they really put over the fact that animals are extinct. Yep. So like, you all animals are replicants. Yep. So when when you come across something that might be an actual animal, like people freak the fuck out. So it even gets to the point where like animals are even held in higher regard than replicants. The are we talking about like a spoiler section right now, or no? Nah. Oh, well, not not full spoilers. Not but full spoilers. If you got yeah. something that's not going to spoil like a plot point. There's a there's a part later on in the film where Gosling's character runs into a bee. Thing, being, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's not, yeah, 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 that's yeah, not yeah, yeah. Super and it's like that seems like it's real. Like yeah. the, the bees are not fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he had was it the scene? I can't. I don't know if I like blank this out. He does he put his hand? Yeah, yeah, he does. He walks yeah. and then he just walks with a big fucking handful of bees. Yeah, that that was real life. Yeah, yeah. It, I, but I, replicas I guess, don't feel pain though. Well, oh yeah, he is a replica, <clears> so yeah. So, because I watched this movie with GHD, like, he stuck his hand in the beehive. He's like, hey, it's just like your fucking wedding. (laughs) 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 If nobody knows, because nobody fucking knows, fucking my wedding day was plagued with bees. And the (laughs) day before, I got stung, like, six times. Um, (laughs) I, uh, little known fact, I actually filmed... I'm a wedding videographer. I filmed <laughs> Troy um, T. Poot's wedding here. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, his his ceremony location was riddled with bee, <laughs> not beehives, but ground bees. Yeah, like ground bee nests. God. There were just holes everywhere. And when when I got there with my assistant, I was like, "What's up with all these holes?" <laughs> and then like I started putting my equipment down. And all of a sudden, I was like. Oh, God, no. No, bees. No, not the bees. I promise you, they weren't there before. Oh, it was yeah. the worst. It was actually the worst. Uh, anyway. Bees? Bees. <laughs> no, but yeah, so, going back to the main topic. Yeah. Um. What What else? Oh, God, I want to talk about Harrison Ford, but I... Can only do that, like it's it's so because he he shows up so goddamn late in the (laughs) movie. Um, Okay, well they do a lot of world building in this that yeah, uh, I feel like is more expansive than they really did in the first Blade Runner movie too. Like they show there's like an an orphanage where things are run. Yeah, like in a junkyard. Yeah, and that was really cool. And not to spoil, but they do go to Vegas. Yes. Yeah. That was, okay, when they do go to Vegas, that was one of the most, impre- like, when the color palette changes to, like, this yeah. golden orange, yep. I was like, this mm-hmm. fucking looks amazing. Yep. Yeah. And then that scene where they're in that, uh, what looks like a cocktail type place where, like, the, the shit's, like, malfunctioning. Uh-huh. Like, I've never had, like, like, random snippets of, like, Elvis, like, 
be so tense where they just oh like, I know they just be like Durr! and I'm like oh sh- yes. shit like it just seemed like so like it made it the the scene seemed so tense because it was just like this like this random like fucking like Vegas music just like like jumping in and out where you're right. like oh fuck oh shit is something happening yeah. oh god yeah, yeah. and then, like <laughs> it's just like random holograms and like Elvis music and it's just all malfunctioning and you're just like in a room where it's like I don't want to be here <laughs> right <laughs> yeah much in- much anxiety yeah that was really well done mm-hmm. um this movie pace wise is still kind of slow like it takes its time yeah but kind of slow (laughs) is slow okay and the runtime is an hour longer than the original blade runner yeah Yeah. i would say that it could it it could shave off at least a half hour i would say so too Mm -hmm. uh one of the things i feel like they could shave off like even though I did like the scene, the scene where what's uh, his fake girlfriend's name again? The hologram. Uh, Joy. 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 Like when they first introduce like her hologram, that scene goes on a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel they could they could probably solidify that in scenes later. Yeah, yeah. But I I I do like I don't know. Yeah, because I was like, I was trying to go back and think of like well things yeah. I could cut, and I'm like I don't know I liked all the shots individually, but like if they were to work together as a movie, you could like that joy stuff you could splice them in different. Parts I of the like movie. the scene, but I could see I could shave it down maybe. Yeah. And there's other longer shots too, like when he does get into Vegas, like it takes him a long time to like walk through a building. And to get to the point where he needs to go. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's building tension the whole time he's doing it. I know. So I'm like, I don't really know where you can leave some. Yeah. But, like, the fucking movie's three hours long. I know. Like, it's one of those movies where it's like, I don't know what you can cut, but I feel like if you did cut it and just showed it like it was, I would not know the difference. I know. I know. It's like... That's your job. I started. <laughs> That's not my job. I, started I don't know wa- what the fuck to tell you. I started watching it at 10 p.m. Ooh. and I was just like, by 1 a.m. I was like forcing myself to stay awake. Yeah. Even though like that's where the movie was like ramping up. Yeah. But it didn't have like a as. Well, no, hold on. Hi oh. <laughs> hold on. I'll wait for that later. One scene that I thought can definitely be cut was the scene where. Uh, Gosling's character goes out to the wasteland or whatever, and he crashes. It, the scene where is like he's it's the like weird mortar. The, the weird mortar scene where like the, the lady's <laughs> getting her nails done. He's like, just do your job, boy. And I'm just like, that scene could have been cut. Yeah, that did seem a they little. They put that weird. in just because they wanted to have that thing where she was getting her nails done yeah. and she uh, could do all that damage. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I feel like they, yeah, like they were like, there's not enough action in this. Put some more action in yeah, it. Put, put a, make him crash and then make him uh, survive something that he wouldn't be able to survive by himself. Right. But yeah, yeah like how the fuck would you have like a bunch of mortar shells fall and be like, okay, he's alive? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> that was a little unnecessary in my opinion yeah i'm gonna grab another hams uh and uh you, i'll let you guys talk how many hams are you in right now i'm in 
at least two right here on the table. <laughs> There's, There's been more so than ham that. You've left like at least like five or six times <laughs> for hams. If you hams. got a if you got a ham left, go grab that ham. I got at least two hams left. I know that. <laughs> All right, but that Just means you've had at least your... four of them, right? Go get go. your hams. Yeah, I'll be right back. We'll keep talking. All right, we'll we'll keep talking about twenty forty nine. He's um, so drunk on hams. He's ham drunk right now. <laughs> if only it was rum hams, then it would make it even better. Uh, but uh, I I really don't have much more to say because I really want to get into like the meat. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Spo- I think the spoilers is what's gonna, it's going to be the big discussion. Yeah. Um, but uh, outside of grading it for people that have not seen it yet, I would say if you. If you did like Blade Runner, this builds on the world that yeah. Blade Runner started phenomenally. Yeah. Like, it even uh, introduces other concepts of this world that would make you think more about Blade Runner. Yeah. And I would say, like, even if you haven't seen the original, you could still go into this enjoying the movie. Yeah, you could still piece... Yeah, like, it, it, it lays out enough stuff from the original Blade Runner... That you don't have to go in, that you're not lost not no. having seen Blade it, it holds Runner. your hand a little bit through some things that you need yeah. to carry from the first mm-hmm. film. So, I... Like, there's stuff they introduce where it's like, okay, that's probably from the original. Yeah. But it's not, like, it's not done so much where they're, like, fucking, like, pushing you aside so they can have their own nerdy discussion about Blade Runner. Like, right. they, it's just, it, like, maybe five, ten seconds tops. Where it's like, I don't know what this is about. Yeah, other than that... Just wiki it then. Yeah, other than that, you're fine. <laughs> you're perfect. You, right. don't, you don't have to really really know Blade Runner to see it. But I would say it it's, it's a really cool introspective on the value of, um, like, just, like, what intelligence is altogether. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I could, I see your point. Like it really, like it really like solidifies like what, like what kind of intelligent, like people value, like if you have a soul, like what solidifies having a soul, like how much intelligence do you need to have to be like, I feel like I'm self-aware. I have a soul. Yeah. Um, we're in spoiler talk now, Ooh. PK. We jumped into spoiler talk. talk. Got, there you go. Boom. Now spoiler we are hamming up that spoiler talk. Ham. Uh, this is uh, fresh air here. We're in <laughs> spoiler talk. <laughs> uh, Welcome, PK, for a spoiler talk. Um, yeah, I, I like the whole aspect of this, like what constitutes life. Uh, because with the more progression of all of these... Uh, replicants yeah they get closer and closer to real life and in this now like they're trying to find a possible replicant birth they've gotten to the point where this could be a possible thing when they thought it was an impossible impossibility you know what i mean did you not watch jurassic park i was as i was going through that sentence finds a way i was (laughs) Thinking of Jurassic Park, you and me are on the same wavelength here. Finds a way. (laughs) So, uh, and that's like the whole crux of Ryan Gosling's character in this. Yeah. So, yeah, they pretty much after they kill Dave Bautista, (laughs) yeah, find a case deep 
buried deep underneath this tree and they find bones in it which happen to belong to Rachel yes from the first Blade Runner yes and they find out that she was carrying a child yes and that the child could possibly be Ryan Gosling's character yes um so that's like the whole you don't really find that out that it could be him until like maybe act two or it could he's like piecing it together like yeah. all of these clues that are coming it's like like he had he had this memory shit. yeah yeah like they like uh the chief played by uh shit what's her name robin wright yeah which i i liked her in this a lot yeah like she was just like that enough of a hard ass where it's like like what the fuck what are you doing and then yeah. like but then, like, in her, in her downtime, she's just like, just tell me about yourself. Yeah. And when she gets drunk enough, she wants to bone a replicant. Yeah. <laughs> she totally wanted to bang the fuck out of him. Yeah. Who wouldn't really? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, uh, just, like, when he, like, shares that memory and then it comes back where it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. With the fucking horse. Yeah, yeah. I want to save that for, that's. Okay, a yeah. little bit down the line because yeah. that is one of my favorite parts. Of the but movie. this is yeah, but this is uh, this is where uh, Ryan Gosling's character definitely gets interesting because I I kind of entered this thinking that Ryan Gosling was just gonna be another Deckard where yeah, me it's too. like you're just following him, following these other people's stories, and he's just kind of like you're seeing it through his eyes, like yeah. he's supposed to be like the 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 audience avatar, yeah. Like, how Deckard kind of is from, like, the first one. Mm -hmm. But then, like, as he dives more into his own personal history, you get more invested into him because it's like, well, maybe you, maybe you're not a replicant. Maybe you're, maybe you are, like, the human version of a replicant. Yeah. Because they, they can get pregnant. And then he almost kind of finds more value in himself when he finds out that he might have been born. Yeah. Like, he's, like, a, like. A Christ-like figure, you know what I mean? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Divine birth. Yeah, I wouldn't say that he sees himself as a Christ-like figure. But I see when when you first start out the movie, he sees himself as a processed, uh, like as like a processed product. Like he sees himself as a product. Yeah, yeah. Like he sees himself as a product. Like he he his name is a serial number. It's like. K whatever K two S K two S yeah whatever <laughs> Rogue One <laughs> reference there, <laughs> but uh but no yeah like he he sees himself as a product and that's why when he goes and captures these replicants like he's just like I'm just another product capturing another product like I'm not anything that should consider itself living yep but then when he finds himself that maybe I'm born maybe I did live these experiences that I'm experiencing. Then he's like, well, then there's more value to my life because it's lasted longer, mm-hmm. which is maybe those aren't implanted memories. These are real yeah. memories. Mm-hmm. But that's that's that that's like a fascinating aspect of Blade Runner altogether because when they, even in the first one, I was pulling out where like where Rachel talks about these these experiences before she's even told that she's a replicant. Those are her experiences. So who are we to say that she didn't live that because? Mm-hmm. To her, she lived that. Yeah. So, like, if you implant a memory into somebody, how can you say that that's not their experience? Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, that's like an arguable point because I didn't really experience it, but mentally they have the feelings and emotions that they really but did. That experience made them who they are. Yeah. Cause yeah, in the end, cause in the end, that's what makes Ryan Gosling who he is. Yeah. Right. I, and I, yeah, I agree with that. So who's to say that's, that's just as fake. That's, that's fake when that's what's, what made them who they are. Well, that they're artificial. That's just some super <laughs> philosophical. It's like heavy shit. But it's like, that's one of the greatest things about this whole made-up Blade Runner universe, that this is a thing that yeah. could even be played with. Yeah. yeah. philosophical thing. Like, what, what makes you alive? What makes you a person? What makes you somebody that's, I think, therefore I am? Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, where Harrison Ford is introduced in this movie... Uh, it all is coming up and coming up to a head where not only could Ryan Gosling be this miraculously born replicant, mm-hmm. that Deckard could also be his father. Yeah. From, I mean, obviously, Rachel, the deceased yeah. replicant the, yeah, or whatever. It, yeah, like, if you are at all caught up with Blade Runner, then you, there's no doubt in your mind that... Rachel's baby is also Deckard's because they run away together right. at the end. Yeah. And so when we were reviewing the first one there, JT, you wanted to bring up that 2049 kind like I don't know what you said, like ruins. Yeah, like the I Deckard love thing. I love 2049, don't get me wrong, but my thought going out of Blade Runner was that there's that thing in the back of my head where what if this whole idea of him being a replicant was he's still a good person, but these things drive him to do bad things. What if that drives him to kill Rachel in the end? And this movie solidifies that he does not because he, in fact, runs away with her. She gets pregnant and then she dies. Mm -hmm. So this solidifies that that's not at all true. But I loved I like that little plant like that little seed in the back of my head where it's like but what if he does kill her what if he gets out there and decides that i need to kill her because that's my mission oh yeah i see what you're saying yeah i can see that too i don't i still don't i still think that they were i don't know if i was gonna say meant for each other but that's not right but like i still say like he wasn't out to get rachel ever no and I, I, that's what i'm saying like she he's never out to get rachel but every time that he kills a replicant fucking edward james almost shows up and like lays out like his little fucking things and like kind of like <laughs> and plants like, these little things in his head and then leaves and then he's back on mission and then when he goes and picks up rachel like he has like that little like weird look on his face where it's like I gotta kill her, and then he gets up and then sees her, and then he's like, "Do you trust me? Do you want to run and run away with me?" And she says yes, and they leave. And then he finds that unicorn on the ground where it's like that's that one little last implant where it's like you know what you have to do, and then from there it's up to him whether he kills Rachel or not. And then that's the little thing where it's like, does he do it? Does he actually kill Rachel? Mm-hmm. I see. The the thing that I take away after listening to your Joel's uh, JT's um, theory about it is like I feel like Tyrell almost owns um, Edward James Olmos's character, and he's trying to prolong his legacy or create his legacy. Where it's like 
you know, Rachel's character is a, is a replicant who lives X amount of years or maybe forever. And the thing is, like, Tyrell's character knows that he's going to die. His legacy needs to go on. And, you know, maybe that's what that character is trying to do. Prolong, you know, the create the replicant line and move on to the next generation. Whereas they can live long, they can reproduce. I don't know if... if uh, what um, what's the guy's name who directed the movie? Which Denis one? Villeneuve, the, the, the first one. Oh, oh Ridley uh, Scott. Ridley Scott. I don't know if that's like I don't know if I'm going too deep into that, but I feel like maybe that's where he was kind of thinking about going. Where it's just like the replicants now can reproduce by each other with each other. Uh, I'm gonna do a coffee talk scenario and say talks amongst yourselves. So I gotta take a mad piss. Mad okay. I'll be back. Got it. All right. So. Um, uh, PK in your eyes. In my in my eye. My does it eye. does uh 2049, like put a stamp on having Deckard be or not be a replicant? That that is just like going back to the whole Inception, the the top at the end with um uh, Nolan's movie is, yeah. is it is what you make it. I'm a firm believer that Deckard was a rep. Was a replicant. Yeah, was a rep. And he was a, he was a sales rep no, for Tyrell. No, I am a firm believer that he was totally, totally a replicant. And um, his motives, obviously, as uh, Joel said earlier in the in yeah. the podcast, you know he he's born and bred for this single thing, taking out all the replicants, and uh, he does this whole Rachel thing. And I I firmly believe that. With the introduction of Rachel, that character, it was the prolongation of and the, the evolution of the Replicant series where right. they live longer, they have babies, and they move on with their lives. Because when you look at anything, you know, I'm sitting right here with three phones sitting in front of me. <laughs> Every generation is making it better, uh, you know, making it better. Yeah. Doing something more, doing something that, you know, previously wasn't possible, uh, despite the fact of, you know, is it breaking to the universe or mm-hmm. is it breaking to whatever, making something more and more and better and better every day <laughs> in, in reference to a professor of mine. Why are you talking Russian? <laughs> um, but no, it was, what was the original question? My original question, do you think that 2049, <laughs> does it put um, a kibosh on your thoughts on Deckard being a replicant or not? Oh, I think it like, Going back to the original answer, waivers. But in my opinion, I think it, uh, I think it enforces it almost. When you go to the whole thing where um, the resistance or whatever you want to call the the non Jared Leto Leto um, <laughs> force that's introduced very haphazardly, mind you, in my opinion, <laughs> at the end of the film, uh, how they see the. Uh, the uh whoa sorry the they see the whole replication of replicants i think that you know he is a replicant and you know that's that's just you know my opinion on it and i feel like that is uh very valuable to my point no i'm just joking that's ham's talking i don't care (laughs) what do you think joel no i uh uh in terms of i i I still see him as a replicant Mm -hmm. it's just 
his motivations as a replicant change with 2049. And that's the one oh, thing yeah. that wavers me from the opinion of 2049 a little bit. Like, not too much. I, I still, I, I almost kind of like, like, uh, not to spoil my review or my uh, opinion review at the end, but I almost kind of like 2049 more. But this one solidifies that uh, the motivations of Deckard from the first one where like in the first one, his motivations are a little wavered where it's him like being this uh, Blade Runner, possibly being this replicant, but then still doing these terrible things. And in, in uh, 2049, they solidify that in the end, it was all of his own free will and he did leave with Rachel and he did live a, a oh, a, like a very short but happy life with her mm-hmm. where they ended up. And that's the only thing that kind of wavers me for, from it. But in terms of him being a replicant, they still throw like a few things in here and there where it's like maybe he still is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My thought on it, like, because at first I thought, well, this can't work now because Deckard, if he got this uh, replicant pregnant, then he must be, I guess, not one, right? And then yeah. I was like, if he was an, like, let's say, like, he was an advanced model unbeknownst to himself, yeah. like Rachel was, if she can get pregnant, then why can't he impregnate her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it goes both yeah. ways. Granted, like, I only thought of that, like, today. Like, yeah. I didn't think about it when I was watching it, because yeah. I'm like, oh, it kind of throws hey. a kibosh on the whole thing. But, I don't know, the whole, oh, it's shit. it's all there, man. And then there was, like, the idea of, like, well, he's pretty old for what he is. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but then if you watch, um, one of the cool Easter eggs from uh, the short films is in the Blade Runner 2022 one. They go through, like, a little bit of the registry, and you do see uh, Dave Bautista's replicant show up in the registry when they're going through it. Okay. So it's like he existed in 2022 and now it's 2049. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like they do make replicants that live longer than what than what is expected. Uh, beyond four years. Didn't yeah. the, like, the yeah. text in the beginning of 2049 say they, the Nexus 8 can live indefinitely or something like that? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah they do like that, st- yeah. they do start li- like making him live to a longer time period. But like Batista's one is made before the blackout. So it's like however many years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. However many years. Mm -hmm. All right. Sweet deal. Cool. Let's get back to joy and now talk about her a little more freely. Now what for me talking about joy, I also have to talk about uh, Jared Leto's bodyguard called love. Yeah. Which I feel uh, just talking about Jared Little's character in general, like, what is it, Wallace? Yeah. I think. Wallace Industries or whatever. Mm. He has developed uh, concepts from, like, humans in general to imply on what he creates. So, like, Joy is... Because I don't think Joy is an actual AI. I think she is a program to tell you what you want to hear. Okay. To make you happy. That's yeah. what she is. She's Joy. Yep. So when she is Ryan Gosling's girlfriend, mm-hmm. she's not really sentient. She's just telling him what he wants to hear. Yeah. Which what drives him 
to pursue what he wants to do. Yep. Yeah. Because if, if it wasn't for that voice, I don't think he, I think he would just accept the fact that he's a replicant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of drives that idea of like, even if it's a very fake relationship, if it drives you to be a better person, then who are you to say that it's a fake relationship? Yeah, but it's not, I guess, but like in his case, it was driving him to be a better person, but like it's only driving you to do what you kind of want to do, regardless of what you're... Yeah motives are. but how many times do you want to do something but then other things kind of drive you to not do it like it's just like well i got this to do like i have like i'm i like i have this other life i i can't pursue this other thing like how many times do we ignore that voice in the back of our head that's like this is what's going to make you happy why don't you just do it and joy is that program that tells you to do that yeah and that's who she is to ryan gosling granted I, I, I like I go into this thinking that she's just a program. She's not right. any kind of sentient being whatsoever. But he values her that much that because she tells him what he wants to hear, to the point where he fucking gets a fucking like memory stick that probably cost him like I don't know how many fucking how many like credits? space yeah, credits or whatever. Yeah, how many fucking <laughs> like how much in terms of that like just to keep how her around because that's the thing that drives him now because. I think that's the reason why I got in the relationship with her to begin with, because she's fake like he thinks he's fake. Like, I get it. Because he never really pursues a relationship with another real person. He just accepts that he's not real, so he, the only way he can have a relationship is, is with something that's not real. Mm-hmm. And, like, you see that before Joy gets introduced where, like... He goes to his like crappy apartment where all the humans or whatever they are, they completely like hate on him. Yeah. And even like when he closes his door, you see like this this the racial slurs I'm sure at the time on his door. Yeah. And that's like it's his refuge. Skinner. Yeah. Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Like I, I halfway agree with what you're saying. Like I, because he's being such an outcast because everybody knows he's a replicant. Call him a skin like a skin job and Skinner and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah, like he can't connect with anybody, so he has to go out and buy somebody to connect to. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's that it's to that extent. I think it's more. It's not about deprecation from everybody else. It's self deprecation. Like he sees himself as less than human because he goes out and. That's that's how he accepts the fact that he hunts replicants is because he's a product. He's a product gathering other products. Right. And so when if he's going to have a relationship, it needs to be with another product, which is from the Wallace whatever. Mm-hmm. And But yet it, it tends to be a product that tells you what you want to hear. So when he does come across as evidence that shows that he might be a real person, she enlightens that anymore. She even gives him a name. Yep. Like just a yeah. made up name. She starts calling him Joe. Yeah. Where like that's what that's what he always wanted, but he never accepted that part of himself because he always saw himself as a product. Even though he wanted to be real, he always saw himself as a product. But Joy makes him real, and that's what drives him to find out whether or not he's a real person or not. Yeah. I mean, which is which works out good for him, but let's like you find out the like the black mirror twist in this is that it's just like a virtual uh, uh, dating thing or a companion 
for anybody. So yeah. it would do that with anybody. It wouldn't necessarily turn out great for everybody else. It's kind of like a weird Blade Runner sort of virtual fleshlight. Like no. it's only, <laughs> yeah. it's only mass. Like it's not, I'm not saying it's like, cause it's masturbatory, but it, it's like uh mentally masturbatory. But who like are it we? makes you feel good inside by just like yeah. bolstering your confidence. Cause you find out that like, she's not special to just him. She would yeah. be doing the same thing to ev- anybody. But who are we to say that's not real to him? Because, like, shit, there's fucking prostitutes in Japan that are paid hundreds of dollars just to cuddle with people in the bed in beds and tell them that they're amazing. Mm-hmm. No, I no, I understand that. Like, like, that's that's just it's just what that makes you feel. And I love this this aspect of Blade Runner that they introduce this where it's like this is a completely fake thing. Yeah. But because it makes him feel this way, it it like pushes him to be a better person. Yeah. So who are we to say that that's fake to him? Because it made him greater than what he than what he thought he was. Yeah. No. And I don't. I I'm not disagreeing with you. It worked out in his case. Mm-hmm. But then when you find out like that she is like she doesn't even look different in the advertisement besides yeah. like having a wig or whatever on yeah. mm-hmm. like she <laughs> and her, her showing, and yeah. her ass and tits are out and this giant fucking <laughs> advertisement that's illuminated down blocks Jesus of streets H, yeah. um but like it was a different time yeah. <laughs> 2049 was a different time different part of her life there but yeah. that's like the black mirror twist is like oh shit like she was nice to you because she's nice to everyone because that's what her program yep. is. Yeah. yeah. But, like, granted, it works to have him progress his story in a positive way. Like, you find out that it's – she's, like, completely identical to probably millions of other ones that are yeah. out there. Yeah. But that's <clears throat> what it goes to say is, like, then what's – then what is what is that the value to you? Like – if that's the value to everybody, then you just have to ex- you just have to fucking accept that as that's the value to you. Like I love there's a throwaway line in there when they introduce Harrison Ford when Ryan Gosling shows up like like just wakes up in his fucking penthouse or whatever in Las Vegas or whatever and he looks at the dog and he says, "Is that dog real?" and he says, "I don't know, why don't you ask him?" Yeah. It's just it's it it's whatever you make it to be. Like if that is that dog real? I don't know why don't you ask him. Is that dog real? It's up to the dog. It's not up to anybody else. Is yeah. that really is is my is Ryan Gosling's relationship to Joy real? It's up to him. Yeah. That it's 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 all what he takes out of it. He doesn't give a fuck if like Joe fat ass down the street has the <laughs> same fucking program telling him the same exact shit. If it's real to him, it's fucking real to him. And that's what I love about Blade Runner. It's like the fakest fucking thing could be presented to you. And as long as it like makes you feel a certain way, who is anyone else to tell you that, you know, everyone else has that shit, same shit too. No, it feels amazing to me. And that I'm going to take, that's what I'm going to take it as. Yeah. yeah. I also like that dog line <laughs> because it's like Deckard be like, you hunt replicants, bitch. You fucking figure it out yep. for yourself. You exactly. yeah. like that's what I I like but that. I, I, no, I took it more as like this is Deckard finally breaking down how he feels about replicants. Was ask him like it. I don't care 
if you're a replicant or not. If you think that you're a living, if you're a fully functional living being, it's up to you to decide. Yep. The And the one thing that I want to talk about that where it's, you know, it's up to you to decide, going back to the joy thing is just like, yeah, that's, you know, the, his progression of the movie and she's urging him on to search his individuality. I wanted to see that point where it was like, you know, uh, love is that the Wallace's uh, android that comes yeah. in replicant. I wanted to see that where Joy is like, I'm gonna help you, um, Ryan Gosling, but no, 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 program change. No, I'm not gonna help you at all. This is my person now, and it's just like complete 180 where she's completely divulging all this stuff to the Joy's character, and it was just like a complete just betrayal. I wanted to see Ryan Gosling's character torn apart more more than just killing the hologram emitter i just wanted to see ryan gosley's heart ripped out in that scene yeah and we see it when the the emitter gets destroyed but it's just like that's just that's just what happens when like uh your dog gets killed or whatever i wanted to see just full full on just like no, you're like the thing that I wanted, and it's completely gone in my life. No, oh, 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 I can't breathe. I wanted to see that, and I didn't. And when that happened, when she get when she got killed, I was like, "You could have done more with that, but you didn't." I, 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 but I thought that would have been like low hanging fruit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because everyone... like if it was just like a no, like I would not have liked that so much. But um, I don't know. I don't know. That might just be know. the hams talking, but yeah. Because <laughs> I, I kind of expected her to, like, kind of get captured and then everyone to find out, like, his secrets. Because they were trying to keep that from happening. I'm like, oh, they'll yeah. eventually get it. And it doesn't. But, like, the, the step forward from that, and we've seen it in many movies where she does get turned to the dark side. I want to see that little spark. Just that, just that little spark where she's like, <laughs> you know what? I am a, I am a, a, an AI or I'm a hologram, but I really love him and, and deep down in my programming. And I'm actually going to turn on my, my, but my no. Wallace-ness. <laughs> no, but that's, that's the thing though. Like I think cause Wallace, he, he develops these two programs. He develops joy mm-hmm. and he develops a replicant called love. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I love the most is that, uh, the replicant called love throughout is one of my favorite characters of the whole fucking movie. Okay. Because when she shows up, she just acts like a like a bodyguard for Wallace, where like he tells her what to do and she goes and does it. But when she does those things, like she's like borderline crying or like really distraught that she's doing it. And I think one of my favorite things about this movie is that whereas Blade Runner sets up the fact that is something process can something that's processed be valued? This movie brings up can something that's valued be processed? Because mm-hmm. he bring because he develops joy and he develops love, where he de- he develops a replicant that can unconditionally love you to the point that they will do whatever you ask, even if they don't want to do it, and that's what love is. Mm. So when okay. she breaks in and she fucking she kills the fucking police captain Mm -hmm. she's fucking doing all this terrible shit to a whole bunch of people just to capture punches that greasy like 
guy so hard in the neck yeah, that he yeah. bleeds out of all Coco? of his face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she does all this terrible yeah. shit. Yeah, she does all this terrible shit in the name of Wallace because she unconditionally loves him. Like, just like a, it's like an, almost like an abusive relationship where she can't help but love him because it's a programmed thing in her that she unconditionally loves Wallace. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, can you value something after it's being like mass produced? Wow. Yeah, I never thought about that. Well, yeah. Because he's mass producing love in his replicants. That's how he's mm-hmm. making them obedient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's pretty deep. It's heavy shit. <laughs> Tell you what. Tell you what. Um, one of my favorite characters in 2049 was like, I can't remember her name, but the Dreamweaver. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Dreamweaver. Like the person who like ge- generates oh. all those memories yeah, with yeah. her like fucking yeah. weird camera lens device or whatever <laughs> yeah, she has. Yeah. That. I fucking loved her character, and she's in. She has very little screen time. Mm-hmm. Like she might Which be is in a very a, pivotal part. Very pivotal part, <laughs> which we'll progress to. But yeah. like when Ryan Gosling finally meets her, because he's like on the trail to figure out like could the memories that was implanted in him be possibly real? Yeah, because he's trying to figure out like was I born or not? Because he keeps having this memory of this wooden horse, and um, he hides this horse from a bunch of bullies that were in that orphanage or yeah. whatever that he mm-hmm. vis- also visits. That's also you find out that is real. Mm-hmm. When he goes back there, he finds the fucking horse. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the fuck? And so, like, <laughs> yeah. he, that, it was at that point where I'm like, holy shit, I am way invested in this yeah. movie right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. They do a really good job of being like, Ryan Gosling is the fucking thing. Yeah. Where you're like, shit. So, like, you're, like, invested. Like, you're almost on his same journey where you're like, fuck. Like, what do you do when you're the the product of what could be two replicants? Yeah. Mm. And Like, are you alive? Yeah. And so when he goes to, like, the memory maker and mm. she, she can tell easily, like, if a memory's fake or real. Mm. And so he's like, is... This memory that I have in my head, is it real? And she sees it for a second and, like, pulls back and, like, is just crying, like, saying, like, yeah, it's real. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, fuck, fucking shit, this Ryan Gosling character yeah. is fucking, like, the real fucking deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like... And you spend the whole movie, like, even when he visits, when he finally finds Deckard, you go through your head, like, he's... With his dad. That's his dad right now. And then it finally, like, drops a bombshell that Deckard's like, yeah, we had a girl. And you're like... Oh, what? Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. And then um, it's... You find... Like, this is the huge big reveal at the... Like, of the whole thing. But you find out the memory maker... Was the actual yeah, kid? Yeah, because she yeah. she brings up the line that she puts a piece of herself in all of her creations. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like so that's why she was crying at that memory because it's her memory. Yeah, and like I I I didn't get it until like it showed her again, like when it was a kind of recapping of I 
it was fucking late yeah. when I was seeing yeah. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was like, holy shit, it was the chick the whole time? That's fucking But no, I love how they present rad. it. I love how they present it because there's so many movies nowadays where, like, when they do, like, a twist like that, like, it's one where it's like, there's no way I could have figured that out. But with this, they lay the pieces out for you, like, piece by piece, where it's like, when you think back on the film, it's like, fuck, how did I not know that? Right. Yeah, I, and I didn't, I didn't see because it did a great job of like not giving it away. Like it's, yeah. it's not treating the audience like an idiot. Yeah, and like spoon feeding you this shit. Yeah, like it, it lays the piece out for you, and then if you don't get it by then, then it's like here's the pieces leading up to where the answer is throughout the whole movie. Like it's just, it's just scenes from the movie leading up to yeah, this is the answer. You're like. Fuck, I did not see that. Right. Now I feel like an idiot. <laughs> the movie's not an idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Which is good because the I movie know. took you on a ride. Yeah, I, yeah I love that. Like, yeah. it, it convinces you so much that Kay is is uh, Deckard and Rachel's son mm-hmm. that when they actually introduce the daughter, you're like, whoa, what? And then they give you all these scenes. You're like, fuck, she is your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, really it, well it is done. a really fucking cool reveal, and it just, it blows you, it, like, blows your mind. Yeah. And then it also makes you see uh, Kay's uh, motivations, where when it gets to the end, when pretty much everyone's telling him to kill Deckard. Yeah. Like, the fucking Resistance telling him to kill Deckard, and the fact that Wallace wants Deckard just to find out how... He impregnated a replicant just to get rid of him just for that sake so that he's not, like, enslaving more people. Yeah. Like, that's the only reason. Like, there's no reason why you should not just let let Decker die. But the fact that his memories are his daughter's memories makes him his father. Yeah. Like, at the end, when it's, like, when, like, he saves him and he's, like, bleeding out and he's, like, dying... And uh, Deckard's like, who am I to you? Like, you almost kind of want to say from him, like, you're his fucking dad. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. y- he has all your daughter's memories. How can he not say you're not his dad? Yeah. Because you're a part of him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like a fucking awesome ending. Like, yeah. that's like, he's motivated by the fact that he, he holds the memories of his daughter. Mm-hmm. So that means that's his. he's his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking great. <laughs> it's good. God damn, that's so good. The the one thing that I like about the one I'm sorry, the one thing that I don't like about th- this movie and the last one is just like you know, it it ends like that where he, you know, he goes to his daughter and he hangs out with her and same thing at the first one where it's like him and Rachel run off or whatever. It just kind of ends. I feel like it ends and it's like, you know how it ends, where, you know, they go run off to do their thing. But I feel like it's how, when we do, like, when we did all our films in the past, where it's mm-hmm. like, well, it's over. There's no <laughs> resolution. What if, it, what if it ends where it's like, what if Deckard kills his daughter? Yeah. Uh, what's, uh, what's going to happen now? But, yeah, it's, uh, it's here, and it's, uh, you're not going to leave it up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else they can say after this, though. Like, the, the final scenes were... Uh, Gosling's character is just collapsed on the steps because he's been shot like 20 billion times. <laughs> shot and stabbed. And he's like, yeah. well, I'm not the uh, 
not the, the the son or the daughter of the the, the Messiah. I'm not the I'm not Neo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm just gonna, it's just a part later. of me is like, a part of me like saw that and like I feel like it, it's sad to say, but I feel like he's accepted the fact that he's just a pro- he went back to being a product again. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, well, that sucks. I know. Like, yeah, like it's a it's a bummer ending. It's a bummer ending. But like, yeah, like the minute he was told that he's not. He's not uh, the actual born offspring of a of replicants. He just saw himself being a product again, mm-hmm. and then but he followed, he followed the uh, like the uh, motivations of the memories that he had. Because yep. in all in all honesty, like his 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 better judgment would be just let Decker die and join the resistance. Yep. But that's not who he is. Who he is is the memories that he holds, which is Deckard's daughters. Yep. Definitely could see that. I just want to say that I feel like that this film is definitely way more in-depth and physiological or philosophical than uh, Alien Covenant. <laughs> what a fucking I don't wanna, piece of shit. I don't want to open that. up that can of worms, but I feel like this film was just way more like in-depth. Yeah, Alien, I'm sorry. Alien Covenant was one of the lowest scored movies that we've done all year. It is. Wow. I think one of us gave it an F. <laughs> I gave it an F because it was dog shit. Wow. We might have both gave it an F. I don't remember. It is. But like, yeah, we graded that yeah, very low. Terrible. It is. It should not have been called. It should have been kind of David David Uprising or whatever <laughs> the fuck his android name is. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys read that that's where Ridley Scott wants to take the, the next Alien movies? He wants to make it more yeah. AI and not Alien. He wants to almost completely take out Alien and the whole thing. Well, we'll see if they even we'll, get made. We'll see what yeah. happens there. I feel, you, know, you know what? I, I feel like Blade Runner did it better <laughs> than yeah. he could ever possibly do. He just wants to make replicant movies. Uh, well, now that we did bring up Alien, though, because there's like a fan theory that the Alien universe is in Blade yeah, I saw that. Yeah, are connected, and like I, I was talking to GHD yesterday because I'm like, Alien takes place farther in the future, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I'm like, so if they are, let's just say they are connected, right? And they're making life like to the point where they can reproduce replicants, but the androids in the future are fucking weird and full of milk. <laughs> <laughs> milk bots like where did they jump and like downgrade to whatever they're doing there and the the only reason i bring that up is to make that one joke (laughs) is to make robots full of milk milk (laughs) hey milk truck just arrived (laughs) (laughs) reference to a youtube video currently hot on the internet right now chopping beats Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say about uh, 2049 before we give it like a, a final grade here? Uh, I feel like we covered a lot. And yeah, we've been we going covered on a long time a about bit, it. Yeah, a lot, lot of it. But yeah, we did. no, I I feel like this definitely takes Blade Runner and it breaks it down to a lot more interesting aspects that I really appreciated. Yeah, yeah. I also yeah. Oh, well, I, I said right up top that I yeah. found this more interesting than the first one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Granted, it's like, this wouldn't be anything without the base that Blade Runner gave it. Yeah. So, like, while this is 
visually stunning, like, it was off the back of the original Blade Runner. So, like, you can argue, like, what was more original. Very true. Yep. Uh, I feel like not only these days in this culture and how movies and films and how our content is developed. Content. Um, basically, that's what it is. Um, <laughs> with the the shorts leading up to Blade Runner um, 2049. Yeah. I feel like that's where it's going. And I feel like that's how it's going to evolve into the future where it's not just you watch the movie. You can enjoy it for what it is. But if you want the full in-depth story, yeah. you got to watch all this. And... Uh, the thing that I, I'm going to say right now, I love the movie, but I feel like with any Ridley Scott movie, I said this before and I'll say it again, there's going to be like four different versions that are going to come out and it's going to be like, well, what was the what was the, what was the real meaning of behind this all? Yeah. Like, I don't mind having other supplementary material out there that helps yeah. like fill in a story, mm-hmm. but like if it's necessary to watch something to understand the plot. Get the fuck out of here with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I don't, don't want to watch... And I don't think it's necessary, but, like, just watching the shorts, I... It made it more fun to watch. Like, yeah, I, I they're feel like, more supplementary. Yeah, like, I feel like you'd watch Blade Runner 249 for what it is. Just, like, go into it and, and watch it for what it is and not be, like, lost throughout the whole thing. Like, they lay out enough stuff here and there. But just the fact that I did watch the shorts beforehand, like, it added another depth to it where I was like, mm. I, I appreciate a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got to ask you guys this right now, kind of side tangent, uh, where we are right now, the year is 2017. Am I correct? You the are correct. This podcast yes. is being uh, created. Yes. Um, how it is right now, this isn't a, a new thing. Like we've seen it with heroes. We've seen it with other different TV shows oh, and yeah. different movies. Nostalgia bringing everything back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> going forward, 2017 and up, do you guys feel like movies, TV shows, books, comic books, do you think in the future how we consume our media when we understand how things work and we try to, you know, di- dissect movies from how things happen, do you feel like the culture is developing into that where in order to fully understand a movie, you have to read the the book or you have to watch the comic or see the, the, the shorts or anything. Do you feel like that's where we're going? Say, 100 years from now, do you guys feel like that's what it is? Uh, just just you guys, your, your guys' opinion right now. I feel like it could get to that quickly from where we are now. Or do you think that's But just I feel a like fad? there will be a... Yeah, I feel like it would be a fad because yeah. there would be a kickback against it because mm. there's going to be some point, like, let's say that does happen in the next 10 years or whatever, mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, watch all these YouTube shorts and fucking catch me on Vimeo and read this side comic. And there's a novel that's also made mm. to get this fucking one movie that's out that's going to bomb terribly because nobody <laughs> understands it because they didn't read any of the supplementary material or do whatever. And then it's going to blow up in somebody's face. And I feel like that might not be that far off. Granted, like, I don't, it's, that's just a crapshoot it even gets to that point. You know what I mean? Because I feel like the movie industry is smart enough that they're like, well, that's not really that smart to do. Yeah. But, um, I do, with more avenues and stuff to go out, like, like, like take the John Wick movie, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine with just having it be John Wick and John Wick 2. 
but like there's also a comic that's out about John Wick that fills yep. in a little more sided like stuff like there. Mm. There's like going to be a series about the hotel or something that's going to be on television. I don't need all that stuff to give me the mystery around John Wick if there is a mystery at all. Like I just like this man have ambiguity be the best driving force forward mm -hmm. and let the movies fill it in. Like, I don't need every single franchise to be in every single medium. But I, I to counterpoint it a little bit, okay. I feel like, uh, like, if you're a passionate about something and, like, you want to have that, like, that extra bit of knowledge to it, like, I, I don't... To mainstream content to a point where people can go into it not having to know a bunch of shit, like, that would be good. But, like, also, like, putting on, like, some, like, like a, a few, like, addendums here and there. Like, some, granted, like, some, like, off-the-cuff, off like, YouTube videos or what, what have you. Like, I feel like that would help help you appreciate it, like, a little bit more. Like, there's people mm. that want to be out there and be, like... Like, I'm going into this, like, knowing that this is a thing and this is a thing. But then you also have the people out there that's like, I don't know anything going into it, but they still appreciate it. Like, to try and appeal to those different levels of nerd. Mm. <laughs> to, to, yeah, like, yeah. to, like, to, okay. like, put it in a, in a, in a certain context. Because there's people that want to be like, I, I feel like I'm in the know and then go see something as opposed to someone that's like, I just want you to entertain me with the content you're giving me. If you can, like, present those two different types of content through the same medium, then why not? Mm. Yeah. Um, and also, like, just to add on to that, too, I'm going to take just comic books as an example. So, um, continuity is a big, huge thing in comic books, but, like, even though sometimes they go off and do wacky fucking adventures are like, whoa, is this fucking really happening? Is this real? Because, yeah. like, Batman, sure, you're fighting the Joker, and then, like, the next issue, you're in outer space fighting a clone of yourself that wears a rainbow costume. <laughs> Does that, is that canon? It has to be, right? Because it's all in the books. It's only if it is popular. You know mm. what I mean? Okay. So, like, if it gains popularity, then people accept it into canon. But if something, like, does not go over well, it eventually, like, gets into obscurity and people, like, will retcon it, like, as it never happened. They'll gloss right over it. Yeah. And that's just one example of, like, in a comic book culture, that's kind of how it works. Mm. Like, The Dark Knight Returns that came out in 1986 was supposed to be just, like, a one-off story that, like, this is maybe what happens in Batman in the future. And it got so popular that now... Yes, in the future, this is what's going to happen. Like, Batman's <laughs> going to become a grizzled man and adopts, like, a new Robin and all that shit. Like, that's where everyone wants that story to go because it was super popular. Same with the killing joke with uh, Barbara Gordon getting shot in the spine. That was just supposed to be an Elseworlds one-off story. And it got was so popular that's like, yeah. Barbara Gordon hasn't done shit in a few years. Let's have that actually happen. Now she's in a wheelchair. And that's... Yeah. Ever since then, she's been in a wheelchair, you know, mm. like that, because okay. just because of popularity and I, outside of the comic book medium, I feel like that could work the same way. I mean, that's worked from granted now they're not all canon anymore, but like the Star Wars franchise, 
after universe. after Return yeah. of the Jedi, all that the novels and all that shit, mm-hmm. like some of it. I mean, I guess it was all kind of canon, but mm-hmm. like the popular stories were the ones that like people branched off of, and like yeah, this guy exists. Yeah. But like all the shit ones, no, they didn't. Yeah. But then Disney retconned all that shit. Right. So now it doesn't all matter anyway. So anyway, that's... But to take take the Blade Runner uh, argument, who are you to tell those people that that it's not real? Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) What's the line? Uh, Something of the eye of the beholder or whatever the fuck? Yeah, that's the line. Beauty of the... Something of the eye beholder. Or whatever the fuck. You know what? Line for line. Milk truck just arrived, okay? (laughs) That was a new phone there. (laughs) My phone cannot be activated. It says phone not activated. Please contact Verizon at their whatever phone thing. Uh, uh, (laughs) LGB30 camera really good. Service... Not so great. We're gonna. I'm gonna call Verizon tomorrow. And give them a piece of my mind. Good. Uh, you know what is is great though? Hams. Check it out. Very crisp. Very refreshing. Uh, been around since 1886. Holy. 1865. Cow, Sorry. I just want to read the 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 crest here. Brewed in true family tradition, from the purest water, and the choiciest. That's barley malt. They didn't that, use choice. No, no, look. That's it not says a word. It right here. Choiciest. Can you read that, please? Brewed in true family tradition from the purest water and choicest barley malt. Choicest. <laughs> choiciest. Choiciest. <laughs> but using the eye beholder. Yeah, or so, whatever the fuck. Not, Grains and not hops. To, uh, not to uh, kibosh this party, but we're like three hours and ten minutes in. You guys Whoa. want to give a grade on Jesus Christ? Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. <laughs> I would. Um. Oh, I would probably give a. Uh, I'm teetering on uh, two grades. I'm, I'm going to give it a B plus. Okay. I really enjoyed a lot of the plot elements to Blade Runner 2049 and a lot of twists along the way. I really liked it, but I just think like it's overlong, just like this show (laughs) (laughs) and it could be a whole lot of scenes about Paul talking about hams. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I like, even though it's it, it Blade Runner brings up like a whole cool universe and like all these interesting topics to talk about, like just as a movie, I'm just like, yep, yeah, that was a good movie. Like okay. it's not, it it didn't blow me away. Visually, still very impressive, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like B plus. The fact they still have Atari. Come on. What are you thinking? And Pan Am? Pan Am hasn't existed for 30 years. Were those actually... No. (laughs) Are they sponsors of the movie? No, No, because they don't (laughs) exist. There's no way they can sponsor shit. still around. How? They probably got like 20 bucks left of their bank account. They came back. It was like, fuck Nintendo. We're going back to Atari. Yeah. No. Anyway. Uh, I agree with Troy. B+. A lot of great things about the movie. A couple things that could have been improved upon, but... You know what? Good B plus, uh, maybe a couple points towards the A minus range, in my opinion. Okay. 
I'll give it a I'll give it a, a solid A, not a higher A, not a lower A, just a in the middle A. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed it. I liked all of the plot points they brought up in terms of just discussion. Like me and yeah. Molly Pop had like a huge discussion about shit in the movie on the way back. And if you do that, like I just automatically start liking you. Yeah. Because it makes me think about stuff in general. And especially uh, a lot of the characters. Like, I feel like a lot of the characters that they even I think almost all the characters in this, if they were not like super interesting, they brought up points where I was like made me think more about the world in general. So I would definitely give this a solid A. It definitely drags in a few points. But I, even in those points, like I can see why they still kept it around, and I still enjoyed it. So, big solid A. Solid A. Solid A. Uh, hey, thanks for listening. If you want to join us on social media, do so at Review Review Pod on Twitter. If you happen to be a Facebooker, do that uh, at Review Review Pod on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at our host site at reviewreviewpod.podbean.com, but you don't have to listen to just there. We are also on a multitude of platforms such as Google Podcasts, Alexa Devices, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. If you happen to be an Apple user, rate and review us there, because if you like the show, that helps other people find the show as well. If you want to write in, do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening again. We'll see you next time. And we're off.